So, welcome to episode 23. How's everyone doing? Amazing. Sensational. Wonderful. Sensational. Sensational. I don't believe you guys, you know. We never ask you, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? We never ask you. Yeah, how are you, Olu? (laughs) Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. I love you so much. I love you so much that you ask. Not joking. Um, No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the last time you did something for the first time. So this will be really interesting. Um, And then we'll go to the book review, which will be taken by Daniel. Really looking forward to it. You always provide insightful book reviews. So stay tuned and let's get started. When was the last time you did something for the first time? This sounds like a Drake. This sounds like a Drake yeah, I think bar. It, I think because I think <laughs> like I'm, the, I'm the resident Drake expert, I can confirm that he has used this as a line in one of his songs. Oh, really? Yeah, he has. <laughs> okay. So, so Shiwa, when was the first time you did something? Or the last Oli, time you did something you, for the first what, time? Oli, what you need to do is you need to mic- mute your microphone, Olu, and just practice that one line a few times. Just to make sure <laughs> <something> <laughs> What's the first time you did something for the last time? Yeah, 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 Sure. Um, so, so what we're just jumping into stories straight away. Should we not just talk about why it's important, why we should continuously like want to do things for the first time? No, just jumping straight into the examples. Go on, do whatever you want. All right, cool. So I would actually personally explain why for me it's always important to do something new because if you're not continuously doing something new then what's the point of life there's so many things out there so many experiences so many places to go so many people to meet so many things that if you're not putting yourself out there and doing it for the first time when you feel a little bit nervous beforehand then what what's the point what's the point of life there's this it's just very stale i think we mentioned a couple of weeks episodes ago about jay-z and him becoming a billionaire and his famous line is i'd rather live big then die dormant. And I think this just ties into the whole reason why it's important to continuously do things for the first time because it brings you outside of your, of your comfort zone. And for me personally, that's what more life is about. It's about experiencing new things for the first time. More life, more life. Are you part of... More life, more everything. <laughs> Isn't... Okay, cool. I thought you were part of like Drake's label um, group. I say he's got a song or album called More Life. No, he does. He does. Um, and I may be affiliated with him, but let's talk about that for another episode. Yeah, the way you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, um, doing something new, you can never truly know what your purpose in life is until you try multiple things. So I think a lot of times, which is sad, some communities or us being brought up in a certain way is like, okay, try and find a job and stick to that specific area. Um, I've sort of tried to take a different mentality, especially in my 20s, where it's, that's the time to try as many things as possible because the more things you can try 
at a younger age when you have maybe less commitment, you could truly find what you enjoy, what is your purpose, what you really can see yourself um, doing for the rest of your life in certain cases. So for me, it's like you, for you to truly understand what your purpose is, is you need to try different things. And this is not something like you might be in your 20s that could change to your 30s, that can change in your 40s. But unless you're continuously trying new things and reinventing yourself, you're truly never going to know. You're just going to be stuck in that in a specific chapter of your life. And I see life as just multiple chapters. And by trying new things, you get to sort of see and change yeah, your chapter. So who's going to give their first example then? Well, but before, I was just going to say, uh, adding on to why it's important, it's it allows you to start um being proud of yourself and realizing that you you're growing mm. and when you think about when the last when was the last time you did something for the first time you're going out of your comfort zone and each time you do it you actually your comfort zone's getting bigger mm-hmm. and then you step out again and take risks so it's all about risk so when you do something for the first time it's something you've never done before and you're taking on an element of risk which you know, without with there's no there's no reward without risk, mm. and each time you do it, you're becoming more comfortable. But then again, you step out, you step out, you step out, and then your confidence then gets bigger and bigger, and it's just a nice way to grow within yourself and to you know whether it's a skill, um, something new, an experience. It's always nice because you have a sense of achievement and accomplishment as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to put that just to to mention that. Sure. But you were asking about when was the last time you did something for the first time. Yeah, who wants to let's let's quickly share our examples because then that'll probably be the good basis for discussion as well. Okay, um, any takers? I don't mind, but anyone want to go first? Okay, I'll go for. Uh, I I don't mind quickly going first. So for me, uh, every year I try to learn a new skill that I couldn't do before. So this probably started about uh, three years ago where I decided that finally at the age of how old was I been? probably 25 is that I wanted to learn how to swim. So it's quite embarrassing learning how to swim at the age of 25 when you're in a pool surrounded by kids who are like two and three, but I did that. Then last year I learned how to uh, ski. So skiing is something that I've always wanted to do, but again, I couldn't. I like where you just, I like where you just skip. No, but the swimming one, the swimming one's probably the one that I'll focus on. The swimming one is probably the one that I'll focus on. I'll talk about it during the episode. But the the thing that I try to say is I've tried to learn a skill every year. So swimming was one year, skiing was another. And this year was actually how to start recording a podcast. So that was a skill that I wanted to learn to learn this year but probably the fo- the one that i'll focus on during this episode is the suing but i can go into that into more detail afterwards p you know how to swim <laughs> yeah, <I can> swim. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually joe you know p is actually a very very good swimmer i remember the first swim. time i saw him swim, thing is, i was very this, surprised <laughs> yeah, what's this notion about black people can't swim <laughs> i wasn't it had nothing to do with your race i don't well, know, Oli, I, know, know I know that, but what i'm saying to you yeah, can you swim well? Because you can't. It's it's different swimming <laughs> in the swimming pool and swimming in the sea. Because P swam in the sea. P see me swim in the sea. We swam in the sea. Can you swim in the sea? So is the is the question you haven't seen me see, uh, swim in the <laughs> sea? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to. Instead of yes, I've I've swam in the sea okay. before. Yes, so, and not over from Nigeria. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Chua, are you not going to expand on? Are we going to just, how are we going to do? Right, cool, okay, how should we do? Uh, should, yeah. Okay, let, I can quickly expand if you want. All right, cool. Let me let me quickly explain. All right, cool. So back in two thousand and seventeen, now 
I wanted to learn how to swim because as a child, I went a couple of times, nearly drowned. I think that kind of scared and put me off. Um, and then whenever I'd go on holidays, I'd always kind of tiptoe in the pools and kind of stre- st- spread my arms out as if it looks like I'm swimming, but I can swim at all. So I've got some cool pictures, but I, I fundamentally could not swim. Go ahead, Pete. I think I'm laughing. I think I'm laughing. Because I remember now at the time when we, back in 2012 or 13, we did uh, canoeing. In one oh of the, my god, the, the scariest the moment of my life. And we, we all had to wear um life jackets, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, even with a life jacket, you still have to there's still a level of comfort that you need if you can swim, how you sort of hold your head up. And I think I don't know how, how you fell in, but he sure fell in the lake. <laughs> do we do, okay, okay, let me quickly explain. Okay, on a side no, note, no, so I should say my piece and then you can finish it. Sure fell in the right, lake. Cool. Fell in the lake. <laughs> what what happened was because he couldn't because he couldn't swim, yeah. <laughs> if I, if I can explain it, Pete. She was trying to clean this up. The thing is, some, if usually if you can swim, you kind of know how to keep yourself afloat. So we yeah. well, because he couldn't swim yet, yeah, he, he just started kind of like dipping into the water. He said, I was on the boat and I was like, bro, who could <laughs> And then, but you know when you know when you know when someone you realize oh, you really can't swim. But I'm trying to talk to him and he was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> no, what's, so I, actually, what's, what's funny is before I started, before I decided that I wanted to learn to swim in 2016, I had these incidents that kept recurring where. I'd have near 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 death experiences, and this specific one that Pabila mentioned. So in 2012, we're a group of interns. We've gone to Geneva. It's a super sunny day. Lake Geneva is a beautiful place. In case anyone hasn't seen it, so all of the guys are like, "All right, guys, let's let's jump in the canoe and go in the middle of the lake." And at first, I was like, "Oh, cool. Is everyone sure about this?" And because everyone else was so excited, I was like, "All right, cool. I'll, I'll go as well." So I got my life jacket on. I'm thinking, "All right, I've got my life jacket on. I'm not going to get in the water. I'm in the canoe the whole time." So we row into the middle of the lake so it's a beautiful day i am gassed thinking okay switzerland's a beautiful country then everyone gets up out the canoe and starts swimming in the lake so now i'm thinking oh cool i'm getting a bit worried now this is uh, everyone else everyone else is having a great time and i'm just sat here in this canoe like just looking around so then i decided to get brave and everyone was saying sure don't worry you got a life jacket bro you got nothing to worry about just jump in the water now before I'm when I when I go into any water environment, I always ensure that I can touch to the bottom. Now there is no way in hell that my feet are going to touch the bottom of Lake Geneva, so I jump out, get into the water, and instantly panic mode hits, and the water's like up near my shoulders. And as Pavilo said, if you've got a life jacket on, it's very easy to stay afloat if you're relaxed, and if you've got your shoulders back, you're cool. But in my panic, I kept pushing my face forward like this. <laughs> And just swallowing more and more water. And then everyone else around me thought, oh, sure, I was just joking around like he usually does. So no one was trying to help me. So I'm trying to, I'm drowning. Everyone's sure was drowning and, and everyone's like laughing at you. Honestly, and, but it gets even worse. So I'm like, I'm like trying to indicate with my arms, guys, help me, help me, help me. My friend thought I was trying to tell him, oh, pass me the oar. You know, the actual stick that yeah. I used to canoe. Pass me that so I can oar myself out of water. It's like, there's no logic behind that. I'm actually asking you to help. Then eventually one of my friends came, he jumped off the canoe, Chand, if he's listening, and he kind of dragged me from with my life jacket back onto the onto the canoe. And I was like, oh, 
dying. And then one of the one of the guys who's actually there with us, Hassan, he was cracking up with laughter. Everyone could everyone thought it was the funniest thing ever. And Hassan actually looked at me dead in the face and he said, "Bro, if you've got a life jacket on and you're and you're struggling, you actually deserve to die." I was like, "Oh my god!" No, that's, oh that's, my no, god! The thing is, with, with a life jacket. The thing of a life jacket, it only keeps you afloat from your neck upwards. Yeah, so you so, can't uh, drown technically. Yeah, no, no, but but you're saying that. But imagine in a sea or where there's strong I mean, currents. There's that's still going to lock your face. I think it was, it was the lake. lake. It was the lake. I'm, it was I'm actually, saying, yeah, lake, yeah, it's but I'm saying, but I'm just saying in general, a life jacket doesn't save you because if there's waves lapping, your head top is getting licked. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed, Daniel. But for a lake situation, I would have when you're panicking, but when you're panicking, clearly when you're panicking. That must have been an awkward Um, journey back to shore. No, it was awkward, but it was funny. But building on that, eventually in 2016, when I was in Japan, 2017, I decided, okay, I need to, I'm I'm nearly a grown man now. I need to really learn how to swim. So I had a professional lessons. I took, um, I was swimming in Tokyo in a pool with where the second oldest child who was learning to swim was a a four-year-old or something ridiculous. So it was me, a four-year-old, two-year-old and lots of babies. It took me about two months, but eventually I got the hang of it. And now I can swim comfortably um, in swimming pools. Oceans and lakes might be a bit more scary. But generally, it was one of the best things ever because it's a life skill. And it's something I've always thought in my head that I will never be able to do. I used to make excuses like, I'm just one of those people that doesn't float. It doesn't work for me. Like, my calves are too small. But then once you, once you, once you actually get into the lessons and the flow of it, it's, it's uh, really, uh, as Daniel was saying earlier, it's a very empowering, inspiring thing for myself. And actually, based on that, some of my friends have been able to learn how to swim. So if Shamsul Alam is listening, he's like Ian Thorpe now, Olympic grade swimmer. So I know that's because of me, Shams. I love but, you, no, but no Michael Phelps. No Michael Phelps. Uh, <laughs> but that's my story. So who wants to share the next one? That was a bit long. No, that was a great story, man. I, 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 I could, I'm still funny, picturing... But... Picture you struggling to stay afloat with a life jacket on, and the whole time P's just sat there, just oh, watching like, me nearly drown, thinking, "Oh, shoes." Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. So I go ahead. Yeah, go. On. Should I go? Okay, so mine would be. Um, I think it's really around this podcast. Um, my recent one right now is the podcast. Um, this was one where I really, every year I try to look at a new skill similar to usual, which I can sort of learn or a different area that I'm curious about. And I just want to learn how people go through the process. So sort of this podcast is something I just obsessed about. So just going on YouTube, looking at lots of different videos on how to set up a podcast, what systems to use, what software to use how people are doing it so that's one that i've really really sort of enjoyed the whole learning process um outside of that i think one of the big ones which i'm extremely excited to do this year is volunteering so this year oh so you never volunteered before in life? no i've volunteered but i've never gone away for for a week outside of the uk to to volunteer so this year daniel and i are going to lesotho most people might not know where that is. It's like a five-hour drive from South Africa, Johannesburg. Um, and we're going out there to support um, a charity called Habitat.org to help build an orphanage out there. So um, that is something that I've been looking at doing for the last few, like last few years. And finally, after I saw Daniel do it last year, I said to myself, you know what? 
it's something I just need to do. I've been talking about it for a long period of time. I've always really wanted to give mm. back. Why don't I use this experience? And it's it's nerve wracking due to the fact that um, I've never done it before. Um, it's outside of my comfort zone, um, a place, a country that I've never been to before. Um, so yeah, really excited. And when when is it that you're going, Oli? We're going on the in August. It's the second week in August. <laughs> I don't want to mention the podcast because that's just one that's I think is a, a collective. That's something we've done all new for the first time. And mm. now that Olu's talking about volunteering abroad, it's kind of stolen mine because I was mm. going to talk about Why don't my you talk about your trip? Because I guess it's Zambia. kind of it's different because this is my first time doing it. I haven't done it. You've actually yeah. experienced it. Okay. You, so, yeah. So, the f- if we're talking in terms of volunteering, I do a lot of volunteering within the UK um, and with my uh, and corporately as well. But this trip last year was something that was very, very different for many, many reasons. And this trip was a group of 14 people, individuals. Um, some were friends, but not collectively known. Uh, we didn't know each other. Uh, I was in a group with everyone coming predominantly from the United States. And we all went to Lus- um, to Zambia. And we went to Lusaka, then went to Kabwe, which is a small... Um, it's a southern in the southern part of Zambia, but I decided to go on this trip because it was one doing something different, two doing it in a different country, and three just being around like-minded people that want to help others. Mm. And from this trip, we have we you know on the build you have a team leader, so you typically fly in the day before, spend the night in that area, then you go to where you'll be for the week, and you're building from Monday to Friday. And yes, you can actually build a house. Um, in a week it's not like a mansion what you think but it's a three three room house uh, with a roof and of good course foundations built by brick so we are actually building the house um, brick by brick with cement etc mixing that fetching it making our own cement and it's really you know it's quite tough on the body I think the first the first day I think the next morning it was a struggle to wake up and we were we were warned saying you know on day two day three it will be very tough to wake up but just persevere because you're waking up at like 7 a.m. You're out by 8 and you're back around 5, 6 p.m. So it's a real working day. It's a long day. Mm. And it was just so incredible. And something we were told on our, our team leader, he's coming to 70. He's doing it for 15 years. And he's wow. built maybe over 100 houses. So he's done quite a lot. And he didn't start till you know quite quite late in his in his life. And... And Daniel, Daniel, sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, and he said, you know, this is really an eye-opening experience. Like you just, it's hard to describe it in words. And I did my best to try and capture and describe it in the video format, which maybe we'll share on in in this week's posts. But he said, when you go back, everyone has carried on with their lives as as it is, you know, throughout the day, throughout the week or 10 days, two weeks. But we've all been privy to something different and seen life from a different perspective, a different angle, which makes you really appreciate life a lot more. And he said, when you go back, people ask you how it was, but don't be upset when they just expected like a one sentence. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was all right. Because really and truly, when people are, when they ask you, you're going to really want to go into it and say what it was like on a day by day, what you saw, how you did things, etc. But he said, don't be upset when people don't have the time to hear that because they don't really care. They're just trying to say, OK, how was it? But it's almost, he said he he actually, not hides away, but he becomes like a recluse for a week or two, just him and his wife. 
because it takes time to adjust back into life in his, you know, in his city, in his, in his domain. And I, Oli, Oli might be able to kind of vouch for this when we come back and actually say what it's like, because you're really in a different world, so to speak, when you're there. And seeing children who don't have, say, shoes, I'm not talking about just poverty, but it's just something different. It's completely different to what you may see on TV. But when you're living it and seeing it and you're thinking they can be wild and excited for the smallest of things, you're thinking, mm. well, life, mm. I really do take for granted. How could people be so happy, so excited for small things that we just see as an everyday almost, you know, what we, we deserve it rather than we need to work for it or earn it. But um, it's something that was really, really, it shocked my system. It's something that I really did enjoy that I've almost said to myself, I want, I'm going to try and do one every single year in a different place. I did think of contemplate doing Brazil, um, Argentina this year, but due to um, working schedules for Olu and I to find something that would match, Lesotho uh, was the the place and choice of them. Um, yeah, Daniel, I'm excited, man. Um, like... I'm, I think I'm going to go there with zero expectation. I think you should just go there with zero expectation apart from to just serve and go there with a positive attitude. I've heard so many people say the exact same thing. It really puts life into perspective. Like when you come back, you just... All those stuff that we worried about and we focused about, you realize how much it doesn't truly matter in the grand scheme of stuff um, and how blessed we are. So I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait, man. And we're going to get um, a week together or over a week together. So I'm sure we're either going to we're either going to want to kill each other or it's going to bring us closer. So I'm excited for that bonding experience as well. I just had, I just had one quick question, Daniel. Yeah. Um, what, what was the driver for wanting to do that? activity for the first time was this something that you've been thinking yeah. about for a while or so someone at work had been doing it for a few years like every single year he would go away and do it uh, maybe sometimes he'll do two and it mm. was just I was always fascinated and intrigued until one day I asked him about it and then he told me mm. and it was like oh okay it's really not that difficult mm. to, to do so I said I set my I think it was towards the end of last um I did it in, a year ago so I just got back this year mm. this time last year I just got back mm. and I think it was just towards the end of the previous year, I, I kind of put myself forward. Then you have like an interview from the person who's going to lead the build. But it was just, I wanted to do something that was outside of my comfort zone, something that I had never done before. And also put myself in the environment. I didn't know any of these people, any, you know, these 13 other individuals, I didn't know them, but I knew mm. we were all coming for the same reason. And that was to do something as a collective to help someone less fortunate. Mm. So who's, uh, who's left yeah, then? I guess it's myself. last but not least, Pabilo Timbo. Yeah, so... Um, with this, I was thinking a great example would be to um, climb in, was it Mount, yeah, Mount Le Mans in the south of Mauritius last year um, mm. with no tour guide, no um, harness, no nothing. So it's myself and Lauren climbing. And this thing about this experience, which is interesting, you can, as I go through it, you can very much liken it to the journey of life. Um, the one thing I also say about the mountain it is quite historical. So it was actually it was actually used as a refuge and a shelter for enslaved in, in uh, slaves back in the 18th and 19th century. Uh, so when we read this at the beginning, also Arco, it's maybe it's a bit more than just just a walk. But um, yeah, so we started a hike, um, and just just like life, when you start something new, um, only after a few minutes you're already complaining. It's too hot. I haven't got what I need. 
how far do we want to go? You start complaining. Uh, so we just kept on going, just kept on pushing. It helped with the fact that I was with Lauren because I think when you're doing it with someone else, it definitely helps to push you further. Uh, you find mm. yourself getting to certain points in your journey and certain points in the hike, and then you're stopping to admire the view. You want to spend a bit more time. But the point is just to keep going, just to keep climbing. So we eventually we kept on climbing. I think it took us, the mountain is as high as 2,000 feet above sea level. So it's, um, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty grand, especially when you see it from the city. So we got to this point where now you can no longer start climbing or you can no longer walk. You have to start climbing on all fours. And what, oh, what wow. I thought, yeah, yeah, what I thought was interesting about this, this phase is that we're standing at the point where we're looking at others climb and we're saying, to, we're, we're, we're sort of talking about them. We're wondering, what is it like to be up there? Do we, are we sure we want to go up there? We haven't really got a tour guide. Does it really make sense? Maybe let's turn back um, and go and go back home. <laughs> Was that was that? Sorry, Pete. Was that more you or more Lauren that was saying that? Because I can imagine when that's more you. No, it was. It was probably. It was probably, <laughs> yeah, it was probably, it was probably more me. But at the same time, we were just trying yeah. to say, okay, does it make sense? Is it logical? We've come far enough. Mm-hmm. The views good. Mm-hmm. Do we need to go to the top? Uh, let's just go back. Mm-hmm. And these are the, these are a lot of the questions that we ask ourselves also in life when we're, when we're sort of starting a new, I don't know, adventure or a new opportunity. We get to a midway point and we start questioning whether we should continue to push through. But one thing that was was troubling me at least, and that as inter- usually I usually I'm, I'm the kind of person I'll say, okay, my knees are not strong. Let's let's head back. <laughs> so I missed that your knees are what? And I thought to myself, hang on a minute. Um, the one thing I can't, one thing I don't want to do is stand here and watch others go up, and then live to tell the story. So when they come back down, mm. they've experienced something I haven't, and I and we're this close. So it's the, it's the saying that she all says time and time again. You didn't come this far just to come this far. So we started We mm. started uh, making our way. And as soon as you start stepping into territory that you're unfamiliar with, the brain is telling you, P, go back. This is dangerous. Go back. If anything happens, mm-hmm. it, it's, 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 it's over. Um, I remember there's a tour guide that was coming back down and he said to us, uh, you're best off going for a tour guide. It's about to rain in, in, in a bit. The lady, there's a lady yesterday who, who had broken her leg, was, was uh, then carried by helicopter. Um, and again, in life, people will say to you, don't do oh, what a what a yeah, what a sales pitch that guy was giving you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So people, people, people will turn you off on what you want to do. So me and Lauren were looking at each other saying, okay, let's mm. at least just go a bit further and see what that's like. So we started climbing. And when I say to you, when I say all fours, I'm talking all fours to the point where <laughs> you're pretty much you're, like you're looking up. You're not looking ahead of you. You're looking up at the next rock to, to hold on to and climb. And I was saying to myself, yo, babe, this is, this is like, if anyone slips here, it's game over. Um, but you just keep mm-hmm. going. I think when you go and, ahead. <laughs> and Pete, you got a hundred million on your schedule, bro. You need to stay alive. Come on, come on, come on. I'm like, stay alive, stay low. <laughs> but no, we just, you just keep going. And so there was, there was um, every step you're taking, every climb you're, you're making, you're questioning whether you should continue. Um, but long story mm. short, we, we, we made it, we made it to the top. And the, the, to be able to come back, I mean, it takes, it takes, it took hours, but to be able to come back down, get back to our car, get back to our hotel room and then be able to say, yeah, we did it. We, we was able to go to the top. Mm. We lived to tell the story. Um, it's, it makes it all worthwhile. So I, I use that example because I very much liken it to the, to the journey of life. People will turn you off. People will say, don't do it. Uh, you will question yourself. You will say it's, it's risky. Uh, we're going to lose it all if anything mm. goes wrong. But, the, the 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 opportunity 
is is way bigger than the obstacle. Yeah, Pete, you mentioned, you know, told you said how you made it, how it made you feel, and like the fear factor, and you know, using a a, a real life parallel in terms of life itself. But what did you learn about yourself on that? Um, it's not worth procrastinating for too long. That's what mm. I learned. I, I said, are we going to do it? And so, because because you're almost more comfortable procrastinating. And it was like, mm. this is where we're on holiday. It's a new experience. Let's just go. Let's just see how far we can push ourselves. And then we can always say, if we don't want to continue, fine. But to not procrastinate. Hmm. Okay. And I also and learned, and I also learned myself that I can do it. Hmm. You can get up. Can get over the hump mm. that you that you the mental block that you have um and push on p did i tell you the story when i was in the states and i got rescued by the the park ranger when i went hiking in no, the no, no, <laughs> <laughs> i was mad you know how mad i was man it went, so i was in um california and i went hiking with two friends and one of them said oh they've done the hike before it was supposed to only be a four-hour hike it was supposed to be a short four-hour hike yeah we're going, going. I'm trusting this person. After like three hours, I'm like, yo, are we are we going the right way? And you can imagine, because it's a four-hour hike, we only brought like a <laughs> little bit of snacks, like oh. one or two bottles of water. And then <laughs> it starts to like get foggy and start raining. And I'm like, yo, are you sure like we're going the right way? Like we haven't turned right. Like logic tells me right to right to right leads you back to wherever you, we haven't turned right. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry. Four and a half hours goes past, and I'm like, "Yo, are you?" Sh- no, 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 wait, 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 wait. wait. Oli, we know, we know. I know. At this stage, you're not this calm talking. No, I'm not. Obviously, sure? I'm not calm. I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, yo, like, are you sure you know it's getting dark? Is it's getting late? Do you know what you?" So I said, "You know Google what? Maps? No, because where we were going, there wasn't any reception. There was no reception. There was no coverage. So, anyways, we kept going, kept going. Like maybe four and a half hours. I check my Google Maps. Is like there was a little place where I had to catch. I checked quickly." And I'm like, oh my days. They say that we're four hours away from the exit. I'm like, are you, like, I say to her, like, what, what, like, do you know? And she's like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I, I got lost a few, like, a few minutes ago. Oh my and I was like, why didn't you just say? So, because it was getting so late and so dark, in that little spot where we had reception, I basically called, like, the helpline. I was just like, hey, there's three black people <laughs> in this, in this um, hike trail. And we were kind of lost. Can you, like, what should we do? Could you advise us? They were like, oh, there's no park ranger near where you guys are. Um, what I would advise you to do is sort of walk back the same way you came. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> that's like another four, four and a half hours to walk back. Oh, um, and then they were like, oh, we'll send someone to find you. Oh, my days. What? For dead bodies? Or- I don't even, like, so now we've been we're walking back here. Batteries, my battery is only probably like 10%. So I'm like, okay, should I now like turn my phone off? We've got someone else's battery, which we're using as a torch. Um, we're like, we're basically, you're starting to, what's going through your mind? You're starting to make decisions. Like, does it make sense to just stay, try and find shelter, stay warm and hopefully they'll find us? Or do we want to continue risking it because it's getting so dark and late? Eight hours into the hike, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you can already, you can already tell. Wait, what time is this? What's so the, this what, is what now time is this, by the way? coming up to nine, nine p.m. So we already like visibility is pretty much bad. It's Man. being foggy, everything. So when we drive back, um, and I'm like, I haven't even told anyone I'm on this hike. 
I haven't told person, anyone I'm on this hike. The last, like, the last person I want to be stuck on a mountain with that's pissed is Olive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't told anyone that I'm on this hike, yeah? So I'm thinking, like, how long is it going to take for people to know I'm missing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who's going to be the first person to notice I'm missing? Will it be work? Will it be my mom? <laughs> like, who is? So anyways, thank God. Like, um, eight and a half hours into, we start to see some lights coming towards us. And it was the park ranger. So we just run towards the his um, Jeep, get inside. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, thank you so much. I'm like, yo, does this happen often? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, trying to like say, is this, he was like, um, no, not really. No. And he was like, if you guys were out for another hour and I couldn't find you, I would have had to send like helicopters and a rescue team because it's not safe for you guys to be out here. So I get to oh work the next God. day. My legs all cramped up. Yeah. Are there snakes and beers in that? In that I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't even care to ask. I was just like, yo, get me get me <laughs> home. And so I get to work the next day. Or yeah, I get to work the next day. And we've got like a big presentation. And everyone's stressing out by the presentation. And, if, and I'm like, guys, chill, chill. I just faced death. I just stared at death here. <laughs> like, that's not, this presentation is not important. There's more important things. When I was in that forest or um, the hike and not knowing if I was going to make it back, the things, the questions I was asking myself is, is anyone going to miss me? Like, I don't have any kids. Like, no one's going to pass down <laughs> my name, my history and all of Those are the important things, like family, friends, not this stupid presentation that we're doing. But I'm telling you, I, I was not a happy guy. Yeah, I was yeah, not a happy guy, bro. Huh? It, no, P, it was, I was told it was a four-hour hike, bro. And we're getting rescued by a park ranger. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. too, that's, I'll tell you, I was just like, never again. I said to the person, just, just be honest. If you don't know where you're going, be honest. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. Just be honest. Well, it was peak, man. I'm happy that didn't happen to you and Lauren. <laughs> um, so for all the listeners, we don't want to, you know, go for too many examples. But as you've probably heard, there are a different range of experiences we've had or things we've done for the first time and how it made us feel, how we felt beforehand, how we felt after. So I'd implore you all to try something new. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that's expensive. It could be something as small as um, trying a new restaurant that you've always wanted to try, try a new cuisine, visit a networking group, listen to a podcast, recommend a podcast to a friend, um, learn a new language, or even mentoring someone, or just doing something, anything that's just going to be something for the first time that you haven't done before, or even in a while. So that would be what we would recommend. Peace. Okay, book review. Daniel. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Daniel, what was that face about? What was Which that face? face? I'm ready, dude. What was that? Was I that squinting? I trying to get my notes up. Review, pre-book review. I'm trying to get my notes up. Cool. So the book I'm going to be talking about, and not necessarily a strong recommendation, I'll be honest. That's um, that's not a good start. Not a strong, strong recommendation. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, no it's, yeah, that's no, no, not, no, that's not, not a good start, because... Daniel. I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone heard the clips of me when I tried to pitch this journal and how you like jumped on me. But that is not a good no, start, no, bro. It's, you will understand why. As I go, I say that only because it depends on the type of person you are. Okay, so this week, uh, my book that I'm gonna share is by Andy Andrews, and it's called The Seven. Uh, it's called The Traveler's Gift: Seven Decisions That Will Determine Personal Success. Are you sure so, you read this book? Yeah, I read the book. Don't worry, okay. I've read the book. <laughs> No, because I was reading the seven decisions at the top, which is not, it's a subtitle, but. <laughs> so 
the this chapter the book kind of effectively combines self-help with fiction so it brings things or key plays from history as well and if i just um share it says this book is about someone called david ponder who a few months ago was a successful executive but now is a desperate man on a divine adventure is about to unfold and this book is it shares an incredible journey that will help discover the seven decisions for success, or let me say, Andy Andrew's interpretation for seven decisions that will determine success. So with these seven decisions, it actually also brings in notable figures from history. So it's seven historic people and they and it's given wisdom and counsel from them. So every kind of chapter is a decision, bringing in a historic figure and they share some insightful thoughts and share knowledge and wisdom. I actually came across this book back in 2012 and I did share, um, I, sh I got the book actually based on a few things I read, some excerpts that I just came across someone and actually shared it with a few people. And Pete was actually one of them I shared it with in 2012. I saw it through my um, sent items in my um, mailbox last week. And just to summarize, so the first decision, I don't want to go into too deep, I'll just summarize the seven decisions and then we can talk about it. And I might just share one with you, which is the one that actually captured uh, my attention and actually sort of relates back to our episode from two weeks ago which was about the law of attraction and be careful what you wish for and kind of taking ownership and accountability of your own kind of life and your thoughts to some degree to some degree so the first decision is the buck stops it the buck stops here and that is a um, introduces president truman and it talks about forgetting the past and quit blaming it on yourself or someone and you're and you take responsibility from this day forward the second one is about seeking wisdom from King Solomon. And it's be with wise people and those who are searching for truth, not just those who are on a journey. The third is about being a person of action. And this is by Joshua Chamberlain, who was um, in the Civil War a Marine. In, sorry, who was in the Civil War in the main division. And it's about saying, just do something. Don't be paralyzed by fear. Make decisions. The fourth is have a decided heart. And that um, brings in Christopher Columbus, who we all know. And that's decide to have a passion about your vision for the future. Don't worry about what others say. Poor is the man who believes what people say about him. The fifth is to choose to be happy. And this is about Anne Frank, of course, we knew who we know was a Jew during World War II. And being, happiness is a choice. Be grateful. Make this decision today to choose to be happy. It's contagious. The sixth is have a forgiving spirit. And this is Abraham Lincoln in um, Gettysburg. And I think it's about, it's a remember about a speech he gave. Um, it's forgiveness must be given away. Give up bitterness, forgive yourself and those who not, and give forgive yourself and those who do not even ask for forgiveness. And the last one is persist, persist without exception. And this is about uh, um, just keep going despite things. Don't worry about the pain of the process. Picture the end results, persist, work hard, expect and have faith. And that's just summarizing the seven decisions. So I didn't want, I don't want to go into do, I don't want to go into any detail about the decisions necessarily because they are quite broad and I've given you a flavor of what they um, are. Which one connected with you the most out of the okay. seven? Lovely. Great question. That was the first one and the buck stops here. And that is the one I actually came across first. So I can share with you actually, and um, I will try and keep my speech slow so I don't, overlook or go too fast or anything so it's quite lengthy but please bear with me because it does make you think does make you stop does make you ponder and this is 
the buck stops here. From this moment forward, I will accept responsibility for my past. I understand that the beginning of wisdom is to accept the responsibility for my own problems and that by accepting responsibility for my past, I free myself to move into a bigger, brighter future of my own choosing. Never again, never again will I blame my parents, my spouse, my boss or employees for my present situation. Neither my education or lack of one, my genetics or the circumstantial ebb and flow of everyday life will affect my future in a negative way. If I allow myself to blame these uncontrollable forces for my lack of success, I'll forever be caught in a web of the past. I will look forward. I will not let my history control my destiny. The buck stops here. I accept responsibility for my past. I am responsible for my success. I am where today, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, because of decisions I have made. My decisions have always been governed by my thinking. Therefore, I am where I am today, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, because how, of how I think. Today, I will begin the process of changing where I am, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, by changing the way I think. My thoughts will be constructive, never destructive. My mind will live in the solutions of the future. I will not dwell in the problems of the past. I will seek the association of those who are working and striving to bring out positive changes in the world. I will never seek comfort by associating with those who have decided to be comfortable. When faced with the opportunity to make a decision, I will make one. I understand that God did not put me in the ability to always make things to make right decisions. He did, however, put me it put me put in me the ability to make a decision and then make things right. The rise and fall of emotional tide will not deter me from my course. When I make a decision, I will stand behind it. My energy will go into making the decision. I will not waste none on second thoughts. My life will not be an apology. I will be a statement. The buck stops here. I control my thoughts. I control my emotions. In the future, when I'm tempted to ask the question, why me? I will immediately counter with the answer, why not me? Challenges are a gift, an opportunity to learn. Problems are the common thread running through the lives of great men and women. In times of adversity, I will not have a problem to deal with. I will have a choice to make. My thoughts will be clear. I will make the right choice. Adversity is preparation for greatness. I will accept the preparation. Why me? Why not me? I will be prepared for something great. I accept responsibility for my past. I control my thoughts. I control my emotions. I am responsible for my success. The buck stops here. And for the listeners, this version of Audible is brought to you by Daniel Jones. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I feel like you might have a new skill, man, reading Audible books. So Daniel, I really like that um, the reading. I think the only thing is you've got to be careful with that. I believe I like the fact that it says take responsibility for what's happened in your life, but I also do understand that there's some aspects of your past which people cannot control or have have anything to do with it. There's different yeah, life traumas that they have, and I feel I like agree. I agree. No, 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 I, no, I agree, but that's what other decisions because the Anne Frank is saying be happy. It's a choice to be happy Agreed. because we all know Anne Frank yeah. could always be someone says, but I was hiding. I was living in these mm. circumstances, but it's a choice. Exactly. So I don't understand what you're saying, but also it's, it's a amazing. choice to whether you dwell on the past Agreed. or live for the I future. I think the key, thing, the key thing, Daniel, like you mentioned is you can't control what's happened in the past. And some of those um, situations might have nothing to do with you, but you can control the, um, you sorry, you can't control the past, but you can control how you react to the future 
and how you find healing and resolution in those situations and you have to take accountability for that so no i, I agree i don't uh, have any anyway. questions i just you should just drop the mic right, let me drop the mic <laughs> so no i really appreciate that that sounds like a, a good book and audible if you're listening you can sign up daniel quick tap i could do a better voice as well for the audible <laughs> cool so thank you all for listening uh we hope you've enjoyed this episode if you have any feedback for us, hit us up in our DMs on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast. If you have email and don't have Instagram, it's takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Take care. God bless. Peace. Woo, woo, woo. Take off.